The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. That's it. We did it. We're doing it now. Oh, yeah? All right. Um, should we, we should uh, introduce this thing. I think just organically. We'll just explain. This is pretty organic. Yeah. All right. This is the Boogie Monster Podcast with Kyle and Dave. <laughs> What's up, buddy? We did it. Yeah, we're doing a podcast. We did a thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's. I've always said I was never going to do a podcast. And now uh, here I am. Uh, eating my words. Yeah, you hypocrite. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, my my explanation for finally doing it is that uh, I finally started listening to podcasts, and none of them were like. There's some good ones, and there's a lot of real awful ones, and it's the same way I started stand up. Is that I went and watched stand up for a month or so, and I never watched the really good ones. It was like, I'm going to be that good. I always watch the really bad ones. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I can't be that bad. Yeah. And so that's the goal of this podcast is to not be the worst. <laughs> it, just won't, it just won't be the worst one that's out there. Like, yeah. it won't be... It's not going to be great right now. Mm-hmm. Because... Probably not. No. I just figured out how to use this recorder uh, today. That's about it, Dave. What's going on with you? I'm doing a podcast because I'll I'll just agree to anything. Yeah, this is a smart move in Hollywood. Yeah. Even when it's half-cock dipshit ideas Mm -hmm. by me. Yeah. So, and that's why we're doing it. And it's called called The Boogie Monster because it uh, most likely will weave into uh, dealings of the supernatural, of the unexplained, of the bizarre... It's a uh, common interest we share. Yeah, yeah. We both, uh, I think, just realized we liked uh, drinking a bunch, but at the end of the night, being at a bar, talking about ghosts and Bigfoot and everything, uh, why not capitalize on that? Yeah. Instead oh, of... I'm fascinated by all that stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's, like, it's like, yeah, God forbid a comedian doesn't capitalize on everything that comes out of their mouth. <laughs> well, you know, we're talking now, that's pretty funny. We should probably have a podcast. That's, that's the start of every comedian podcast. We're so awesome, the world should know everything we say at all times. Well, you and I have been podcasting now for almost two minutes. And we've yeah. already used the phrase, save it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we have. We have, like, oh, man. Off, off the air. Yeah, no, what we're talking about right now is so impressive. Do you remember what that was in reference to? Uh, it could have been anything. Yeah, I don't remember. No, yeah. We were at a bar just before this, <laughs> and there's a few moments like, no, nah, it's going to be pretty good, man. Yeah. Don't bring it up. Yeah, just, you know, we want it to be organic. Yeah, and now that I've hit record, I forgot all of it. Might have been talking about Del Taco Lady. Oh, Del Taco Lady. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's... Okay, so for the interest... For the interest of... God forbid a listener uh, or two for this first effort, let's... Let's... Let's background ourselves. Yeah, we should introduce ourselves a little. introduction. I feel like I feel like anybody listening to this knows who you are, or they should. Well, okay, but might not know why I... Uh, my, my dealings with uh, the supernatural and everything, I have no proof of it. I believe it's a more interesting world if you choose to believe in those things. And so I am uh, uh, continuously curious about uh, the, the provability of it all. And I, I'd like it to believe. Don't hold back a belch, Dave. We want to be ourselves on this thing. I think you're just <laughs> blowing that off to the side like you don't want to be rude or something. All right. The next one's for you. Uh, yeah, okay. And uh, so that's that's my stance on this. And we, we may talk about comedy, but we don't necessarily have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may talk about anything we actually feel like, because that's what the Boogie Monster also uh, symbolizes, that it's, uh, it's a nice umbrella statement. Or as, unexplained. Uh, as you proposed it to me a couple of weeks ago, uh, just two idiots belching into a microphone. That's yeah, exactly. So I I've let like, you held back, good. so you were untrue <laughs> to the spirit of this already. <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll conjure up another one here soon. But but Dave, how about how about yourself? Uh, what about me? What's Dave, well? Uh, you're uh, 
stand-up comedian from Atlanta, living in Los Angeles now. Yeah. I can go on and on about your history, but you seem to would be the utmost authority on yeah. your history. I'm a stand-up comedian. Been doing it for about ten years. Uh, you and I have been buddies for probably what last five or six years. A good while. Yeah, yeah we met when you were passing through Atlanta years ago, and mm-hmm. I used to open for you a lot, so that was fun. But I've uh, been out in LA for about almost five years, and um, you you opened for me in my first road gig. At Al- that, in Alpharetta, Georgia, was, at a comedy club attached to a go kart, <laughs> the Funny Farm. I remember the that. Funny Farm, and yeah. it was that was the first, I <clears throat> that was the first headline weekend that I got uh-huh. where I had quit my day job. And I yeah, was like, all right, man, I'm a comedian now, <laughs> and it was an awful weekend. Yeah, I did so bad. You did great. Yeah, you knew you knew what was going on. Like, <laughs> I got out there, I did terrible, and then we, I would get drunk, and then ride the go karts. Yeah. But like sad, mm-hmm. like not even aggressive, fun go kart, but like wistful. Yeah, would like go kart wistfully around, like one. Wow, what did I do with my life? <laughs> yeah, I remember that weekend because uh, the club was way up in the suburbs, and I was living in the city of Atlanta. So we would do the shows, but then the next day, I remember I would come up and pick you up from your hotel and bring you back into the city, and we'd go eat barbecue. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember this, but that's uh, there was one day. We were driving in downtown, and it was not a, not technically a one-way street. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't technically a one-way street, but it was as narrow as a one-way street. And uh, we were we saw a car coming like yeah. 100 yards away, and I, I was doing a courtesy. You to, shaved off your mirror. <laughs> I said, let me speed up so I can get out of this guy's way. Boom, sideswiped a car. You were driving a nice, like a gold <laughs> Lexus, where I'm like, this is like a nice car, but it's an old person's car. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, wasn't it fellow comedian Jared Harris's grandmother's vehicle? Bought it from Jared Harris's grandmother. Um, the car at the time was about 16 years old, but it had 40,000 miles now, on it. was a sweet Lexus sedan, yeah. and you yeah. shaved that mirror. Yeah, off of it. yeah. I, I was in the passenger seat. Scared the <laughs> shit out of me. I was like, "Oh man, this is a way to this way to ingratiate yourself to the headliner." Was, I was like, "Oh man, Dave, look at that Dave's most southern dude. He's got this town figured out, like the back of his hand." Oh man, you can't even pass another vehicle on a two way street. Yeah, I got nervous, man. That was Fox Brothers Day. Fox Brothers good barbecue. Yeah, all right with it. Yeah, we had we had a good time, but yeah, we've been uh, been kind of dipshitting around ever since. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I love L.A. I love doing comedy. But uh, we share a lot of common interests as far as, like, you know, Bigfoot, barbecue, yeah. trucks. <laughs> trucks are... That's... I know I'm not supposed... To, like, you know, everybody's got a Prius. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, Prius are stupid. I'm like, oh, I'm glad. That's great. Mm-hmm. But I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I, bought, I just bought a Jeep. Because I was like, well, I'm never in town. So it's basically a recreational vehicle. Yeah. And I could do the environmental thing. I was like, hey, what if I just want something that's... Part of, I convinced myself to do everything with the idea that what if the shit goes down? That's yeah. my sister did. That's why I got LASIK. Is my sister's like, I'm going to get LASIK. We should get it together. And I was like, I don't know. I'm doing all right. She's like, what if the shit goes down? And that's all I needed to hear. It was like, absolutely. I don't want to be fumbling with contact lenses. Yeah. In the midst of the apocalypse, not that quality vision is going to count when you only have four months to live mm-hmm. from whatever radiation fallout, whatever. But she's like, "What if this shit goes up?" Like now, that justifies anything I want to do in life. Yeah, yeah, and you bring that up a lot, which yeah. I like. I because totally like it. Justifies everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't need dessert. What if the shit goes down? You're going to wish you got some cheesecake. We even do uh, some unofficial recon. Like I remember a couple weeks ago, we took the jeep. Way up in the desert, Gorman, California. Yeah. Gorman yeah. Off Road Park. Just kind of, just kind of scouting, just just figuring it out in case we need to use that location. I wonder if that would be the safe place or the most dangerous place. Because that's going to be everybody else off road. Also, it's like just crazy hillbillies with guns. So you're going to be in Mad Max land out mm-hmm. there, where it's either everybody looking out for each other, like we don't like the look of this fella, yeah, and then just martial law. Yeah. Which, but, okay, two nights ago in Los Angeles, earthquake. Yes. 5.2, I think. Yeah, that's that's fairly big. At 1 a.m., I was, was that Thursday night? Was that, that, was, uh, that was Thursday night. That was Thursday night. Yeah. You, were, you were still awake, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just got home. We'd been out to 
uh, Little Joy and Big Money, uh, the Virgil, kind of bouncing yeah. around, going to shows. Bouncing around, seeing Chris Fairbanks, one of the most. Oh. Nobody knows who Chris Fairbanks is. Probably the best comedian that I've seen. I almost threw up from laughing so hard. Yeah. At Little Joy, there was literally seven people there. Six of them were comedians. Yeah. And I had that cry, I, I cry laughed. Yeah, I cry so laughed. And a guy not playing the back of the room, still mm-hmm. doing his act. Mm-hmm. Chris Fairbanks, yeah. look him up. Look him up. But yeah, I had just gotten home. I think you had, right before the earthquake, you had texted me, you just uh, post-mated some sandwiches. I paid $25 for a sandwich. <laughs> so you got post- that sandwich money now. Postmates, yeah. Well, that, that was, I was justified. I was like, you, you've been working hard. You're at home. Why should you just make the food that you have in your fridge? What do you want? Some shitty enchilada? Some frozen enchilada? You want great flavors. Whenever I'm drunk, I think my taste buds are at the the height of their capabilities. I'm like, you need to have a professionally made sandwich. So uh, I got a sandwich from Fat Sal's, which if we'll introduce Mm -hmm. uh, what might be a feature, we're still sorting it out. Weekly shout-outs. I'm going to say Fat Cells. Yeah. Fat Cells sandwiches. Solid. At, uh, at uh, what is it, Fountain and, Fountain and Highland? Fountain and Highland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They make, they have something called a cookout, and there's little tiny burgers and hot dogs in the sandwich. That sounds like it'd be ridiculous. Uh, See? That's, there you go. Dave, that's what I'm talking about. There you go. Perfect timing. Yeah. Fat Cells. Mm-hmm. One ripper from Dave. Uh... They put the they put little burgers and corn dogs and mm-hmm. shit in the sandwich, but it's a manageable size. You get it? You're like, oh, it's totally like I don't feel like a dickhead for it. Yeah, it's a reasonable size sandwich. And I was surprised you did that because one of the things I like about you the most, I don't, really appreciate this. Give it style. to me, Dave. You're doing pretty well. You're you're. I think it's safe to say that you're a successful comedian. All right, it's going okay right now. You, you you got a great career going. You know everything's going well. It would be easy for you to just kind of throw your money around, kind of live frivolously, buy this and buy that. You hate wasting food, wasting groceries, and I love that about you. I every time I talk to you, you telling me about how you you had three items left in your refrigerator and you made some weird mayonnaise salsa jerky hybrid thing. I ate old spinach that day. <laughs> I love that. So I was surprised that you, you bought a sandwich when you still had groceries. That's how I excused it is because I had picked through. I bought too big of a tub of spinach. <laughs> and I was picking through, picking out like the leaves that clearly have been out to pasture. <laughs> and then I was like, nah. I was like, really like one for me, one for the trash. And made a little salad out of some old spinach. That's usually like, you know how like people with families and wives and children, you know, when they when they kind of come back together, you know, I ain't seen you in a week or two, how are things, you know, well, the yeah. kid's doing this, the wife's doing this. Usually our opening subject matter in our conversations involve you telling me what type of weird salsa, barbecue sauce yeah. thing you made. Yeah. You know, you, you've got all kind of crazy concoctions. I think I, think I, try, I think I tried to... What did I try? I think I tried to make salsa out of relish and barbecue and A1 sauce. sauce. <laughs> um... But it was a flavor. It was a flavor. Yeah. It was a flavor I hadn't had before. But so that's a right. good quality to have, though. Don't ever lose that. I don't... I, wasting food is just... It hurts my heart. Man. Yeah. So anyway, what were we talking about? The earthquake? The earthquake. All right, yeah. What if the shit goes down? And something that may... Uh, we may lend ourselves to is a survival. You know, obviously, um, uh, doomsday cults and all that is interesting. Mm-hmm. But also the people that just haven't really... I have uh, preparedness stuff... In my house. I, this one was good enough when, when I was sitting on the couch, and I don't remember if I ordered the sandwich yet or not. I think I did order it, and then I was like, and I went and I filled up some water bottles. Like, that's, <laughs> like I was like, oh, uh-oh. Th- what people don't understand about earthquakes, and how many have you felt since being out here? That's only my second one. I've been out here a while. Um, I know there's been more than two, you know, in the last five if years you, here, but I've been on the road a lot. You follow earthquake like Twitter accounts that are just earthquake. Yeah, they're pretty much every day. Yeah, but my, they're yeah. 1.0, 1.2 Richter scale earthquakes. So you never feel. Our mutual friend Billy Wayne Davis is really good about retweeting that earthquake Twitter account. Whenever oh, there's okay. one in California, he always retweets it. So that's that's most of my knowledge. About I stopped California. following because it was stressing me out too much. Yeah. It was like, no, this is all the time. Yeah. So 5.2 is pretty big, though, right? I mean, 5.2, yeah, that is relevant. Uh, that's the second one that I felt that I actually had a moment of, oh, no. Yeah. I remember another one. 
And it, the weird thing is, all this preparedness and, oh, I'm ready for this. And in the moment, you don't, your brain never goes for, oh, I'm ready for it. I'm not a fucking Navy SEAL. Yeah. Like this last one, sitting there drunk, like, I should fill my water bottle. I'll probably get thirsty if all the buildings around me crumble. Yeah. I'm going to need, you know what I need? I'm going to need one Nalgene bottle's worth of fresh water. That's what I'm going to need in case the world ends. The other time, I just got done with bike rides in my old apartment. I was in my underpants on a couch, and I just grabbed my wallet and had my hand on the door handle. Like, my wallet, my wallet was going to be more important than anything else. Because, obviously, when it's just a barter system of trading goods for services, my debit card's going to work. My Chase debit <laughs> card is going to be relevant and, and, you know, when, when half of the California slides off into the sea. But that, but that, so that, that one, and it's scary to think. The yeah. scary thing in the moment of an earthquake is having been here and you like so you read more about earthquakes being here you're like oh that might not just be it that yeah. might be the little warning sign of yeah it. guess what here's the big one and one of the one thing that I read years ago living here right before Katrina happened National Geographic had uh, well, the, the, my boss at my old job had National Geographic's in the shitter and to cover one I just remember this picture. There was an article about, like, if New Orleans floods, there was a guy with, like, uh, a yardstick of, I don't know how much, sitting in the French Quarter mm-hmm. with it marked at, like, eight feet, what eight feet was. Like, this is how much water could sit in the French Quarter if something happens, like, whatever category storm Katrina was. And then that's what happened. And then a month later, another National Geographic is like, the big one will hit. Yeah. Like so, basically, National Geographic was predicting disasters, and I was like, "The big one will hit." But what I've read is that it will happen in the Pacific Northwest. Like that's actually where the, the yeah. strongest that that's going to be the uh, what do they call the I don't know the center of the earthquake epicenter epicenter yeah the center with the, yeah what other word on top of it I love that though I love living in a place because see I'm from Georgia never we don't have earthquakes there we have tornadoes and stuff like that. But uh, I love, it's kind of morbid, I guess, but I like living in a place where we could all die at any second. Well, all right, why? <laughs> Just, it keeps it interesting. If nothing else, it's not boring, you know? There's so many things that can make it not boring. You can just walk around Boyle Heights at night and get picked off at a drive-by. That's yeah. not boring. Because, I don't know, I have that mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not a it's not a tough guy thing. It's not a macho thing. But I just, mm-hmm. I have very little fear. I just don't give a shit. Like, earthquakes don't <laughs> scare me. Like, whatever. If whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. Uh, comedian, bring it on. Comedian Ryan Singer and I put this to the test that you have no fear. <laughs> And you don't feel pain. That was an exact quote mm-hmm. from uh, Dave Stone. He doesn't feel pain. And then Ryan kicked you in your balls real hard. After we all Van Halen our hotel room. After yeah, after we were all on vacation in Hawaii because <laughs> a documentary crew wanted to follow Dave around after he drank smoothies for three weeks. <laughs> this, is prob- this is a story that probably needs an explanation that we can get to. But you know what? I'm putting it out there as a seed for potential listeners. Like, oh, this Dave character. Mm-hmm. What a mystery. What a conundrum. Yeah. He's not afraid of anything. <laughs> I mean, and it's not that I'm not afraid pain. of anything. I just... And part of that's because I'm kind of... I'm dumb. So I got I to gotta give credit to, you know, me just not being aware or... I'm just, I'm like I a just, dog uh, coming back covered in yeah. skunk smell with porcupine quills <laughs> stuck in your face. Like, yeah, I, I was curious again. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. The first seven times it happened, I was like, man, this is just an anomaly. I'm uh, dumb, but I know what anomaly means. But then I had to go poke my nose around it. I just, you know, the average thing's just, I don't know. I, it's more cool than it is scary. Yeah. You know, and the fact that, you know, all of Los Angeles could break off into the Pacific Ocean, to me, that's that's cool. Well, part of me, you know what it does, it, 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 and this is more of the hippie affirmation thing, is it makes me think, like, this is what I would happen, like, in plane rides, if there's turbulence to it. <clears throat> well, have I done everything in my life that I've wanted to, or am in the process <clears throat> of trying to do those things? Exactly. It, so, it all comes back to that. So if it goes down, I would have a few regrets, 
but not because I didn't try them. I didn't get to them yet because I'm in the process of trying to do other things. I would be like, oh, wow. I, I hope. I hope I would feel this way. Like, mm-hmm. Well, that was a pretty good run. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I think I did a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. I think I, did, I, think I enjoyed my time here. And so if this, and, and it's not like I'm just going out. It's not like, oh, shit, I did something dumb myself and I died. I'd feel like embarrassed. Yeah. I think that would be what a terrible last feeling. It's like, boy, is my face red. And then, <laughs> and then the Jeep flips over. <laughs> and we talk about that a lot about, you know, as comedians, we live a fairly unorthodox lifestyle. You know, you're, I'm 38, you're 38, 39. 39. We're both single as far as, you know, no wife, don't have kids. Right. But, uh, uh, but like, I got my lady. I don't know. I feel like, you know, I still. I feel like a 19-year-old as well. I have to clarify that I'm not single. No, no, I mean, you're not married. So I don't Yeah. Care. No, yeah, you definitely Trouble. get a wonderful special lady. Special lady. Yeah, very special lady. I have, I got nobody. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, we're, we're, for the most part, we're pretty uh, footloose and fancy free. And uh, I have the responsibility of, like, a 19-year-old. And, Should we and rename I love the that. podcast Footloose Fancy Free? <laughs> We're going to come up with 47 different titles for this. I wanted to call it The Dip Shittery. The Dip Shittery? Let's put it, hey, we'll put it out there. I like the boogie monster I've been married to. Dip Shittery, Footloose and, Footloose and Fancy Free. Vote on the Facebook page, yeah. guys. Uh, in advance to this, really thinking this podcast was going to take off because Dave and I both decided that you know it's we're done doing we, you know it's time to really make some money <laughs> so we got into this get, podcast get some that podcast money yeah man it's time to get some of that fucking everybody <laughs> has one of these goddamn things yeah and they're just some of them are good yeah but other ones are like boy <sighs> I, why are you talking yeah that you hey might be thinking about us right yeah, now yeah exactly but I, and I think the same way too about some stand-ups. And I don't, I don't get off on shitting on other comedians or whatever. But every now and then you're like, "Who told you to do this? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you Brian doing this? Regan? <laughs> Give it up. Why are you doing this? Who, so who thought this was a good idea? <clears throat> yeah, but but that, that, that's the exact reason we have a podcast. Is nobody told us we should have one. No, but going back to my point, like it's just you know I think part of my lack of fear is like. Because I don't have any regrets. If I die today, I've lived, you know, I've, I haven't, I'm not saying I've accomplished all I want to accomplish or I've done everything I want to do, but like in the moment, like I'm living the life I yeah. wanted to live. If you'd have told nine year old Dave that he'd be <laughs> doing some of the shit that he's doing now, he'd have been cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about stuff. Yeah. To the point where I feel guilty for mm-hmm. some of the stuff. It's like, well, uh, you know what? You know what normally happens on a Thursday at 10 o'clock in the afternoon? People are 10 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, the afternoon that starts at 10 o'clock. Um, <laughs> people at work are thinking about what they're going to have for lunch. Except yeah. instead of like, uh, you want to go uh, try and flip the Jeep over? You want to go flip cars over? <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I, you know what? It's it's our job to report back. Mm-hmm. The, we're having so much fun, we should report back. Yeah. This is something... Okay, t- going back to the Doomsday stuff, uh, a friend of mine was like, yeah, because I, I do have freeze-dried food and mm-hmm. a, uh, straw to drink out of puddles. Which every time, like, I got a straw so you can drink out of puddles for water. And every time somebody's like, so what, it's like a long straw? I was like, no, it's just a filter. And so many people are like, so just a real long straw. Yeah, that's what it is, idiot. That's why I bought that. Like, you can't get to the water. Yeah. So you need a long, you need like a Wiley Coyote straw. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You okay? Yeah, I couldn't. That one just hurt. Work it out, buddy. You're in a safe space. Yeah, no, it was just, it was like, I couldn't force it. It was like a little Belgian. <laughs> but yeah, to me, it's all, I don't know, not to get too philosophical, but like, I live in the moment but crazy. That, but that's what my friend was saying. Like, <clears throat> you can, if, <clears throat> only when your life is going well can you worry <clears throat> about it ending. Like, that's, it, it, worrying about it ending is that, that's a concern you can only afford when it's going great now. Uh, Otherwise, see, that's. There it is. I wish I had yeah, that. Mine, that wasn't very good. Mine's caught up, man. That wasn't very mine's good. It's like a clog in a drain. I'll get one more good one. 
But you, like that's what you can that's what you can concern yourself with when your current life is so great. You, all you have to worry about is, is it going away. Mm-hmm. Like that's like basically that's we're just thinking about retirement, but yeah. in a much more ominous manner. Well, I don't know. I, I just I live in the moment. I'm so happy to live out here and to be doing what I'm doing because you know I've, I've got a fairly I got a fairly healthy dose of life experience. You know I've done a bunch of crazy yeah. jobs. I've done jobs. I did not like, I didn't want to do, and now it's like, and not that, I mean, I'm still poor, but like, I don't answer to anybody, I just, every day it's just like, alright, let's write some jokes and go eat some <laughs> pork, and you know, maybe drive Cal's Jeep out of the desert, you know, I don't know, but like, that's, those are the questions that I face on a daily yeah. basis. Should we say, should we save some of those jobs for a later moment? I mean, we can, or whatever, right? We'll, sa- we'll save them, we'll save yeah. them, Dave's got some juicy work history to get into. <laughs> And, and you know my, my living, my living history. Yeah. You know, I'll say this now. I've spent two and a half years living in a van. Mm-hmm. So you know, even by choice, by choice. But that gives you some perspective. You know, when you, you know, when you, when you do things like that, it's like, oh, okay. Now, now all I got to do is worry about, you know, what kind of dipshit thing I'm going to do today, and yeah. what kind of dumb joke I'm going to write, do my set tonight. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's uh. It's 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 a good time, well, you know. Well, let's let's delve in <clears throat> to the boogie monster portion mm-hmm. of Wise's. <clears throat> um, I'll I'll I have my own interests, but nothing proven <clears throat> or fanatical. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple experiences with, and again, I do think those are things either either believing, and this is the cynical part of me when you believe in uh, ghosts, Bigfoot, aliens, this and that. <clears throat> Either you're at a point where it's escapism for life, or things are going pretty well that mm-hmm. you can concern yourself with that other stuff. I personally think things are going well, so I can lend mental capacity to the possibility of the unexplained. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I had a couple things. I went on a, a ghost tour with my sister through Ohio and Kentucky, where a couple things happened where it wasn't proof, but it was. Just creepy enough for me to never be able to say, like, no, no possibility of it existing. So that's kind of the top of your list of paranormal interest is is probably ghosts? Yeah, I'm more of a fan Mm -hmm. without proof. And I'd love proof. I'd I'd love, like, I would go into this stuff not cynically. Mm -hmm. Um, But with, you know, just a, a healthy dose of, uh, you know, some questions. I'm not, not open arms believing in it. But, yeah, there's one thing where it was just me and my sister, and it was Bobby Mackey's Music World, which is supposed to be the most haunted place in America. Where's that at? It's just over the border into Kentucky from Cincinnati. Okay, Ohio. Right? Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati's right on the there. Border, the just south. over the border, yeah, just over the river. Yeah. And it's a honky-tonk. It still exists. You can read all about it. And it's but and I don't know if What's it's the name of it again? Bobby Mackey's Music, Music World. It's a honky-tonk. It's a bar. And they still, they're open, like, on the weekends, and then during the week, they'll let some people go in there and do their little ghost hunts, and, and so my sister and I went in there, and it was just me and my sister and the guide leading us around, we wound up in one area where, at one point, the building was a brothel, and, uh, back, uh, there's a lot of history, and whether I didn't confirm the history, but she's talking about all the brawls that took place, how many people were killed in the place because of these brawls. And the fact that it was on the river, so bootlegging was a big part of the bootlegging process way back in the day because it was on the river, so they could uh, they could move uh, shipments of bootleg uh, booze from there onto the river or, or, or the other way around. And when it was, I think, 1800s, it was a brothel, but ladies of the brothel had children, so there was a nursery that was part of this brothel. It was built. Wow. The building's built on top of it. So now the the finale. This is where every part of me is getting cynical. My sister, is, my sister's the same way. We're like, uh, like, I don't know if I believe in it, but I will absolutely be open to getting a good scare. I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> like, please let something happen. I'm not going to walk through it with my arms crossed. Like this is bullshit. I'm going to walk through it. Like, but give me something. Not dumb, but give me something. Mm-hmm. And we go to this one room where there's like children's toys around, and the women's, we have like one of the EMF readers, and it wasn't really. What's the EMF? It it goes, it's, I have one here, I bought, I bought a buying one, and it goes, it lights up green to red, 
and it's just electromagnetic field detector. So okay. if you hold it next to your phone, it'll go up. And that goes to my feeling about ghosts. Like we are, we have electrical energy in us, and energy can't be destroyed. So when you die, where does that electrical energy go? Not the part like, all right, your your body becomes food for worms or whatever happens. Or if you're burned, you know, you're cremated, and that's energy in its own right. But if you, there's electrical synapses in your brain, that's how it works. And that's the most science I know about it. That's just in it. But where does electricity go when you die? Like when you shut it off? Is it like a battery that dies out? What happens? It's, I mean, yeah. So what if that's what if that what if the most basic scientific explanation of a ghost is that some sort of electric energy is let released into the air? That's still, I. I can't explain any of it. There's no... And I don't want science... We know science up to a point right now. Mm -hmm. We don't know all the science. That's the thing. Bingo. That's the thing with everybody that wants to argue uh, religion versus science. Like, well, there's proof here. And I'm with them, but we don't know all the science. That's the arrogance of scientists. Is the same arrogance that people of faith have. Like... Well, no, I just have faith. Well, I believe in science. But you know science up to this level. Yes. Not the next not the next ten years, fifty years, a hundred years. Mm-hmm. You don't know what science will reveal. Yeah. So why can't I have faith in what future science will prove? Yeah. Just like people both have faith in God, I have faith in future science. I'm trying to combine the ideas. And I think that maybe that, that's where it is. Like Electrical energy mm-hmm. that can just be picked up. That's just that. That's that's what happens. You just whatever. And so we're in there, and, and maybe it can manifest itself physically. But anyway, we're, we're leaving. There's balls on the ground of this nursery for the brothel, and uh, the woman explains. She's like, "There's a drain. That's the drain. So that's the low point of the floor. So if things roll to that point when you're messing around, that's because that's the natural low point of the concrete floors. There's a drain there. And this is in the honky tonk. This, this is in it's it's it, the honky tonk is built on top of it. Okay. The building has built been built on top of it. So the basement now is storage and this and that. But okay. that storage area was where the brothel okay. and all these in the nursery were. <clears throat> so as we're leaving, I, I tap one of these like plastic balls from you know you see in the big bins at the like, Target or something. Mm-hmm. And it rolls very slow, not in a forceful way. It rolls around the floor and kind of loops back around. Like, okay, that's the natural curve of the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like a skate park or something. Like, goes up on one bank, comes back around. Go, rolling slow enough that if it goes over the drain, that's the low point. It'll stop. But it's going slow. And it slowly rolls over the drain, which is the low point, And then rolls right back between my feet and stops. Uh-huh. And that's the one point where my sister and I looked at each other both like... Oh, shit. Hmm. All right. Okay. Mm, damn it. We almost didn't want to know that. That like, yeah. was something like you wanted to find out about, and then it, something like kind of happened. You're like, now I got to believe in all this shit? Like, I almost felt burdened. Wow. Like, oh, damn it. All right. <laughs> now I got to be Now I gotta be that guy. Like, ah, it's all possible. <laughs> so, that and... I don't know, man. I, I, I have sleep paralysis, which makes, like, I thought real terrifying. You ever get that? No, we were talking about that a few weeks ago. Now, explain to me exactly what that is again, because I didn't quite understand. That's just if you fall, like, your body falls asleep, but your mind stays awake. And so, basically, I'll get... But, like, you I'll can't move, like, you're trying to move, but yeah, you can't. I'll, yeah, I'll get in bed. And it doesn't happen much anymore, because now I can recognize when it's happening... I either wake up right away to reset my whole system, or just, like I can kind of get it out of my mind because I know what's happening. But it's if you fall asleep, you go to say you go to bed. Uh-huh. You're in bed. You know your clock radio's right there. You know where your arm. You know how you're laying. Uh-huh. You're not dreaming. You know. You know you went to bed. You know your door's there. Yeah. Here's some cars going by, but also there's a shadow in the corner of the room that's growling at you. Huh. And that's like, wait, wait, what? No, because I'm not asleep yet. I'm still totally awake because I know where I am. Uh-huh. But then just as real as everything else you know in your room, there's like a terrifying presence. 
And it's been happening from the dawn of time. You see drawings of something where a demon's sitting on somebody's chest or a witch is sitting on somebody's chest, and that they think that's the explanation of sleep paralysis. That's what it feels like. So you can't breathe. And you're like, well, let me just wake up and see what it is. And then you can't move. And then the terror comes in because this thing that you perceive in the corner of the room is now moving towards you, and it's a real being, but you can't move. Now I know when it's happening. I'm like, if I can just move my arm... They're just my hand a little bit that wakes up the rest of my body and I can get out of it. How often, how many times have you experienced this? That, that happened in a, like, it, 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 that I can remember, probably less than 10 where I remember it and not knowing what it was. Huh. And now if it starts happening, sometimes, some nights I'm like, and you know, it'll happen too now after I watch scary movies. If I'm real tired <laughs> at night and I'll try, so I'm going to bed like, I know that shit's not real, but I'm thinking about scary stuff and then scary stuff will manifest, but then I'm half asleep. And then, uh, but I know what I did. I'm like, I, it's because you watch scary So I can get myself out of it. I can get myself out of that situation. Yeah. But if, if, if my brain's already front loaded with a horrible idea or a scary idea, that's when, it, that's when I'll start fucking huh. Interesting. So, that's my background into this. Uh-huh. Um, Dave, Bigfoot enthusiast. Oh, yeah. Why, what brought you to Sasquatch? Where did it start? And before I get into that, I, I will say, we'll talk about this later, but I've got a couple of ghost experiences of my own. Oh, okay. We'll deal with that later. Okay. But, yeah, I, I'm very intrigued by ghosts. I'm probably more intrigued by cryptozoology. Um and that that term has been tossed around now for years, but anybody who doesn't know, it's just it's the study of creatures and animals that may or may not exist. You know, uh, Bigfoot, Chupacabra, Loch Ness monster, stuff like that. But at the top of that list is probably Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Yeah, I'm just so can you just come up with it wherever you want, and then be like, that's ah, cryptozoology. Yeah, it's, it's cryptozoology. It's the it's the <clears throat> Blah, blah, blah. I saw a weird dog today that looked mostly like a lamb. And I was like, no. Nah. I was talking with Rachel. I was like, that guy made that. Like, look, like this guy was just walking his dog. Like, he made that dog. I used to have a joke years ago about um, DJ about my love of that and the show Monster Quest. You remember that yeah. show Monster Quest? It was on History Channel. and It was all about cryptozoology. And yeah. Just the joke was about how it's, it's a great show and it's, it's very interesting. But like... It ran for four seasons. Probably should have just ran for one because yeah. by season four they were just kind of making up monsters. Like, <laughs> hey, it's really ugly dogs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> seasons two through four were mange. Mange. That's just an ugly dog. Um, but no, I, I don't know where it all started. I mean, or, or why? But like, you you said something a few minutes ago that I I think sums up my whole interest and belief. In this, and, and it's the foundation of we don't know. We, we we know science to a certain degree, but like we just don't know. I'm smart enough to know that I don't know everything, yeah. you know. And I'm always intrigued by that, especially nowadays. With yes, we've advanced so far with science and technology, and and even beyond that, on the more personal level, people are just so jaded and arrogant and we got it all figured out I just love the concept of like no there's stuff okay with my belief I I will just say there is instead of probable but if you believe like I believe no there are things in nature that we don't know about you know that aren't in the textbooks that aren't common knowledge or scientific facts and that concept just amazes me do do you think like Do you realize that kind of almost aligns us more with religious people than science-based people? Because we're basing our ideas on faith. faith. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like, although except what, like religion goes backwards with books and texts and stuff. Yeah. And science at least does move forward. But we're still like, well, well what if? And yeah. then just, it just, I mean, I'm not basing my... I'm not going like ghosts are real, and I'm gonna be one. Just watch. Like I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. But if if, ugh, I don't know. I I just would rather. Believe, I don't understand people that want to shut it out. Like they just want to be right. Yeah. Well, why not? 
why not at least entertain the thought, you know? Like what an unfun way to live. Yeah. To just Oh, cool! You're right. Yeah, great. You're you bo- you're real boring to be around yeah. because you're right about it. And you everything. know everything. And there's no discussion. Yeah, you know everything. You've traveled the world over. Mm-hmm. You've you've been everywhere, seen everything. That's great. Good for you. Just the ocean alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, the ocean alone. Oh my god. Of what might be down there. We have no idea. It's most of our planet. It's uncharted. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what it is. Yeah. How is that not exciting? Yeah, that's more of a probable case than some of my, you know, yeah. Bigfoot and cryptozoological beliefs. I mean, because that's that's one thing you always hear is like, well, if Bigfoot exists, how come we ain't seen him yet? And it's like, people, I'm not saying that Bigfoot lives behind the 7-Eleven in Silver Lake. Like, people, most people, yeah. most Americans have no idea. If he did, though. <laughs> How much uninhabited landmass is in North America? Like, it's insane how much, you know, going in the Pacific Northwest, in Canada, in Alaska, like, there are places where humans never... All right, okay. Do you think that all the people that are looking for them are valid researchers? Like, they've no. done with the, with the sensing body heat and all that kind of stuff. That's where I will. I will, I will butt up against, like... <clears throat> I'm not saying every Yahoo out in the woods in camo and night vision is legit. What's, what's the has any solid proof come up in your sense that you've been like, yeah, okay, all right, I'm with that guy. Like solid proof. Well, there's there's DNA. They have DNA samples that have been run through the ringer, run through the test that say, yeah, that's of no known species. Oh, right. that's, that's not a human, that's not a bear, that's not a dog. They have DNA hair samples where they can say, they're not going to say that's Bigfoot because there's no standard, there's no, you know, but they're like, that's no known species Squatch of DNA. Squatch jizz. Yeah. <laughs> just, Squatch just squatching <laughs> off on a redwood. Oh. What if that's, what it is, it is like a secret society, like they, get, like they get in trouble with the other big feet if they're like, you fucking did what? <laughs> you did what? Oh, I was lonely. Well, and there's hundreds of eyewitness accounts every year. Granted, I'm, most of them are probably either, you know, yahoos or misidentification, but are they all wrong? Are they all lying? Are they all misidentified? Like, there's so many stories and accounts year after year, you know? And, I, I mean, and it, all, it does all come back to I want to believe, I want yeah. to live in a world where this exists. But to me, Bigfoot and Sasquatch is the, the most probable of like, yeah, that, that probably exists. You know, as opposed to some of the other, there's a ton of, you know, Mothman and Chupacabra and stuff like that, but like Bigfoot, and it just makes sense too, as far as from a, from a history and a science perspective, as far as like, and a lot of people want to know, well, what is it? Is it a man? Is it an ape? I feel like it's, it's a descendant of Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus is a fact. That's a thing. That's a creature that lived like 100,000 years ago, (laughs) just a giant ape. And I feel like, you know, I feel like Bigfoot, the, the modern-day Sasquatch, if they exist, are just descendants of, of Gigantopithecus, which is a factual known creature to live in but so they're, And they're just supposed to be nice, those, like, benevolent, docile creatures. Well, I don't, see, I don't know about that. I, I do think that they are very intelligent and very elusive. Like, you know, I feel like one of the reasons that they have gone undetected all these, all these years is that they are smart. That they are, they yeah. know how to live in the wilderness and, and avoid human contact. Yeah, is it disinformation that it's always bumpkins that believe in the stuff, and so therefore, like it's discredit. Like all right, all this stuff. Like <clears throat> I'm gonna say, like aliens have just statistically, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I yes. got not. I mean, I feel almost at the point now where like. <sighs> You're ignorant if you think that we're alone in the universe. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's all right, hands down. But do you think? Oh, it's my neighbor. By the way, speaking of the earthquake, in the middle of talking about spooky stuff here, spooky noises. <laughs> 
both times that I've experienced an earthquake, my initial, like the first second reaction was like, what are those assholes doing upstairs? Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's a guy jumped out. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. nope, that's an earthquake. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, re- you realize your whole house is moving, but it's quiet. Yeah. And you just see lamps and posters and stuff shaking. Yeah. Your wall. Posters on your, you know, posters on your wall. <laughs> We're all fucking 24. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I... The Bigfoot thing is is uh, well, I've, I've done a couple backpacking trips by myself, and it always goes from like they, they, they come like just just alone in the woods where it's been like all right, but the, the fear level. The one trip I did where it was I was it was only one night where I got I was totally alone, nobody else even in the campsite that I hiked out to, and you go from like okay, bears, bears are real. Mm-hmm. But then, all right, creatures. But then you go into the dark. If you wanted to just murder somebody, like serial killers just want to murder people, mm-hmm. just hike. Yeah. Like, just go hike. I think like about Nobody's going to... Like, why? I'm upset with myself that I have better ideas of how to kill people than serial killers. We do talk and about And then that you don't catch up. You don't catch the regular ones. And, and, like, I don't watch sports, but I hear about serial killers. I'm like, just go camping. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking people just out there. Just out there. Yeah. It's terrible. I shouldn't. I don't forget <laughs> about putting that opinion in the world. <laughs> but the fact that, like, I was like, I'm, like, all alone. The real dumb shit. Mm-hmm. You go camping quite a bit. Not enough. No. Not enough. We'll go, well, we got mobile, mobile Zoom, Zoom H6. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by the Zoom H6. Uh, what can I say about it? The guy at Guitar Center said it was pretty good. <laughs> so, Zoom H6. Gonna take it out to the woods. We'll go squatch. But there are some Which great... Uh, sassy watching. I, I'm reluctant to use the word evidence, but there's uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting videos on YouTube. Uh, if people that's don't know much... That's just alone. <laughs> It just works by itself. Of, of Bigfoot, and, and people who don't know much about it, if you want to, if you want to YouTube search a few things, uh, obviously the, the the granddaddy of them all is the Patterson Gimlin film. But that, didn't that guy even say it was fake? No, no. There's a couple different people. There's guys who have come out and said I was the guy, I was the Bigfoot. All right. But uh, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin, neither one of them have, have said it's fake. And they what, have, year, what year was that? That was 1967, Willow Creek, California, kind of on the California-Oregon border. Mm-hmm. And um, now granted, there's, I think it was Patterson was known to be kind of a con artist and kind of a sketchy type dude, but still. Kind of a con artist. Yeah, I mean, the, he has a questionable background, but all right, beyond that, if you look at the video, like scientists have broken down the video analysis of that so many times and a lot of, it's easy to say oh it's just a man in a suit okay well some of the things the points that they they point out is like the way it's walking the proportions yeah. the, 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 the percentage from like ankle to knee and knee to hip mm. the proportions don't match up to what a human's proportions are yeah the way they're walking like the angle that their foot hits you know the heel and the ankle like there's so a lot of like the head can't turn yeah stuff like in a that suit especially in that era mm-hmm. even in the gorilla suit or something you can't turn that naturally exactly and one of the most interesting little points that they point out is uh, it appears they call her Patty Patterson Gilman they and they they feel like she's female because you can see breasts um, but Patty has a hernia in her right quadricep and when she's walking you can see this muscle go up and down this weird like. You know, not just her quad muscle, but like this hernia within the muscle go up and down when she's walking. There's a lot of real little fine points to that, to where they're like... More like a, more like a her- hernia. <laughs> Still a comedy podcast, man. Still based on jokes. But look up Anderson Gimlin film. Look up... Uh, there's so many. Pennsylvania White Bigfoot. That's an interesting one. That's as about five years ago in Pennsylvania. They found a white... Like, like point blank, like... Eight feet away, boom! They get a shot of this Bigfoot like in the face. People or like one of those deer cameras? No, it's a person walking through the woods, and then boom! For a split second, you see this Bigfoot, like almost from where we're sitting. What? Like like five, ten feet away, boom! For a split second, you see the face, and then they broke. They've done video analysis of that, and they really slowed it down. And 
the mouth movement. Oh so man, Pennsylvania sure. White Bigfoot. They they analyze like the mouth and the nose and the eyes, and they're like, that's not a mask. You know? Really? Yeah. So there's a bunch of interesting stuff. When out did there. when did the interest start? Uh, I think it was like '52. I'm not 100. percent I think it's '52. They found footprints in the Himalayas. Yeah. This this uh, this guy trying to climb Mount Everest mm-hmm. found some uh, crazy prints in the Himalayas. That started it, and then a few years later, they found some stuff in uh, Northern California. Some more footprints and that's where Bigfoot uh, did you ever debunk your own theory like was it like alright the height of when people were uh, trying to summit Mount Everest <clears throat> like oh we gotta come up with a thing like that's my like, like I tried to debunk my own beliefs uh-huh. really like okay say you're trying to do something fun I'm gonna like, climb this mountain like yeah people do that like but there's also a creature <laughs> on the mountain look and so therefore cause when did the when did the summiting wasn't it the 20s when they really started trying to summit uh, Everest. That was like I think that was when the whole big like somebody. I, oh, really? I think I. You know what? I have a computer here, but <laughs> we'll be more professional next time. Set up with these more information gathering services like computers and such. We should call this podcast uh, Barstool Hearsay. <laughs> That's, that's, uh, that's a Domian's. Oh, yeah, that's a Domian's. That's a Domian's. <laughs> Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Barstool. Yeah. I knew that was in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this should be called, I, I don't know, like, <laughs> I think it happened. Man, they didn't even invent airplanes until 1987. Do you know that? <laughs> but everything else was, uh, they would just put a blindfold on you, spin you around ten times, and tell you you were in Arizona. That's how, that's how vacations worked until the late last century. But speaking and of airports were just places with rooms designed to look like different parts of the world. Oh, man. There's so much. I can't wait to really. There's so many things that we can get into in this podcast. <laughs> Out of this, apropos of nothing, it kind of reminded me that we got to do a whole episode on the Denver airport. That fast. All right. That. That we, Let's we write it off later. tax deductible. Let's go to Denver Airport. My Bring God. the old Zoom H6. Oh yeah, I brought mean, to you by that dude at Guitar Center. So pres- we we do have a lot of. Uh, we're gonna have some fun episodes. Right? We're gonna talk about uh, New World Order and global depopulation. That, and right, I got, love all this shit. We got into that in the on uh, the the off road park. Yeah, that was a good place to start discussing. Like, <laughs> I think they're all out to get us in the wasteland using gasoline that made, they made us dependent on. Oh, man. I got, like, the escape route I've pictured is still dependent on a system that they've created. <laughs> Gasoline-powered vehicle, oil, an oil-based industry. I'm like, that's how I'm going to get away from them. Oh, man. Go back out to Joshua Tree, just stare at the sky. Eat a bag of mushrooms, yell at some stars. <laughs> that was fun. All I remember from that trip is, uh, Kyle, you okay, buddy? I'm going to get straight up abducted. I, I want that to happen. <laughs> I, want, I wanted nothing left of me but a, uh, but a fire, a burn ring around some flip-flops. That's all I wanted left of my existence. Another great quote. Kyle, you okay, buddy? Yeah, I'm just over here laying in the dirt. <laughs> I, was, I was on a level, man. I was on a level. As you know, you got pissed at uh, me and uh, my good buddy Lisa Best. We were with you, and uh, you fucking assholes were inside <laughs> listening to a baseball game in Spanish. Listen, I'm not telling you how to enjoy your drugs. It was Game Seven of the World Series. You go all the way to Joshua Tree to do mushrooms <laughs> for some sort of spiritual quest. And I walk in, you both just laying out of bed listening to a baseball game in Spanish. You're doing it wrong, man. You're doing. It, I mean, there's no right way to do it. But that's the wrong way. That's the wrong way. It's game seven, man. All right. Well, yeah. How much did you understand? I, I know enough Spanish. I know a little bit. What's a home run in Spanish? I don't even know a word for run. It's just the tone of their voice. Uh, so you can tell when they get excited. Calle de casa. That's a street to your house. That's what that is. Best they can come up with home run. Oh, my God. Well, we got, uh, we got a grip down. I think, well... All right. Did we th- did we sum it up? Did we tell oh, people what this is going to be about? Oh, there, there might be guests. Oh yeah, we'll have guests. <laughs> we'll have guests. If you listen this long, don't. There might be guests. No, it's going to be fun. I like. I don't know. It's fun, like <laughs> because some of this shit. I can't just talk to the, about this stuff to anybody. That's that's why we make a good team. Well, okay, yeah, that's that, that's 
that's what I've been arguing about is that everybody everybody else would be like, oh man, wrestling's awesome, and I love comic books, and I'm like, you fucking dorks. But if I, <laughs> I want to go, like, I think ghosts are real, and what if we saw aliens? People are like, oh man, you're really going off the deep end. Like, no, no, why can't I have those fantastical elements in my life? Speaking of aliens, Lisa and I saw aliens that night in Joshua. What, what? Not aliens, uh, UFO. Yeah, something's. Um, <clears throat> it's a shooting be, star, but it was neon green. Could have been the saddle. Oh, no, well, they. I think that's what can happen with shooting stars. There was a lot that night. Yeah, because that's they're just burning up the ashes. You were supposed to be able to see the space station. I missed it between the twentieth and the thirtieth of last month. And I think one time I was camping because I did see something passing through the sky at the same like the same trajectory every few minutes mm-hmm. or a few minutes, like every hour. And then I read the same. Oh, you can see the space station passing through. And that's what it looks like. It's fed, not planes too far away because you can see the space station. Um, but yeah, so we're going to explore these things. But you know what? There might be tangents where we just want to talk about some barbecues or what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I mean, this week we met the real fun lady at Del Taco. Oh, man. She was great. Yeah, we never, never did pay that off. Yeah. We, met, we brought her up. It was just a nice lady at Del Taco that went, what, what, just in the drive-thru on a lift, which Dave drives Lyft and will, <laughs> should I have not said that? Oh, I don't care. Dave drives for a ride-sharing service. <laughs> yeah, you know, I uh, I make ends meet when I'm in Los Angeles. I, I drive Lyft, so, uh, you know, five stars. Five stars you know, for Dave? I'll come pick you up. I got Starburst. I got Lifesavers. Good, good spread of Starburst. Oh, man. man, don't get me started. All right, here's... All right, let me rant real quick. Good all Dave, right. Give it a shot, man. Lyft, this is the forum for us. Lyft and Uber are great. We all love the whole rideshare thing. All right, drivers, put forth some fucking effort, all right? All right, here's the problem. Uh, you know, anybody can just sign up and be a Lyft driver. Most drivers suck, all right? And I'm a good driver. I take a lot of pride in being a safe good, instinctual driver. I don't know how many lifts I've taken. Instinctual is always the word people use for doing something that scares everybody else, but we trust that you're in charge. You drive the car, (laughs) don't let the car drive you, all right? But like this, now we just got a whole generation of assholes who are quote-unquote professional drivers, but they're terrible. They suck. I I took a lift the other day. Lady didn't even have the the little uh, windshield mounted thing for her phone. She's holding the phone in her left hand and driving with the right hand. Looking like lady. That's not professional. Or like heaven forbid you have any idea, any sense of direction or orientation. You know, some of these drivers act like they were sentenced. Like, oh, I committed a crime, and instead of going to jail, the judge sentenced me to drive and lift for three months. Like, <laughs> you chose to do this job in this city. Maybe have a general understanding of your whereabouts in the city that you live it's in. It's a confusing city. No, it's, it's, a confusing it's not that confusing. I had a guy, I told guys, like, hey, I'm going to Hollywood and Vine. That's a pretty it, easy He answer. had no idea. Hollywood and Vine. You live, in, you live here in Los Angeles? You don't know where Hollywood and Vine is There's at? songs about that. Place. I mean, come on. I just... Now that I'm people by love potion. <laughs> now that I'm behind the counter, so to speak, I can really, you know, it's like so. When, when Dave pops up with his 4.9 rating on your lift, you know that you're going to get a good, you're going to get a good, uh, well, good ride. But anyway, uh, yeah, we were we were taking a lift and uh, Del Taco lady, real quick. Just how many times you've been to the drive-through in your life? Thousands. That's probably I've easy. Thousands. Never had a lady just. Start talking about her day. <laughs> she all right. To, to, okay, we this is this is uh, when we really set down how organized this podcast was be. As you can tell, the meeting went great because we still both wound up in a lift because we closed down a place called Barney's Beanery, or as you call it, Bingo's Bonery. Bingo's Bonery. That came from years ago when I first moved to LA at the one in West Hollywood. Somehow, just shit face standing in a booth like, who wants to get a slice of ass over at Bingo's? Bonery. <laughs> no, but I was not. I just thought it was a fun thing to yell. And uh, but we were at the one in Burbank. We closed it down. We were hungry. We both took a lift to the Burbank Del Taco, <laughs> same one that I had been to, where uh, back uh, when I was riding a bike and I was on my bike in the drive-through, and a car full of uh, uh, what's a euphemism for Armenians? What can I call them? Mercedes drivers? <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, 
Europeans. Yeah. It's a car full of Europeans in front of me and a car full of Europeans behind me. And they were making fun of me, <laughs> through me, to each other. Yeah. And I think they were hitting on each other. Well, you were, successfully. You were on a bike instead bike. of a Mercedes, but at least you didn't live at home. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? Yeah. Still managed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you know what? My my, my bike uh, had as many used turn signals on it as their Mercedes. <laughs> Cut this whole part out. <laughs> no, but it was amazing. Like, uh, we were just, we pulled up and... Just uh, immediately, just started telling us about her day. Such a jolly young lady. Because you, you were like, "What are? Wait, are we waiting for you or are you waiting for us?" Because it was late, we didn't know. And she's like, "Oh, one time I was on the phone with my mom, and I didn't hang up with my." And she was like, "Did you hang up?" I was like, "Were we hanging up?" And I didn't. And all me, you, and the Lyft driver were laughing our asses <laughs> off because she just. Wanted to have a ch- 2 a.m. She was great. On a Tuesday night at a Del Taco in Burbank. And she had a disposition that if everybody else could harness that kind of like that attitude towards life, the world would be a better place. Oh, yeah. Everybody else would just be like, oh, I'm just. Because it wasn't dumb. It wasn't a space. It wasn't like a stoner or something. Yeah. It was just a, a younger gal. And just someone just, I'll talk to I'll talk to whoever in a friendly manner. Like, what if you just did that? Every time you want to be a dick or look at this guy, you pre-ju- you can't prejudge anybody through the intercom. You don't know what they look like. What a great equalizer is the drive-through intercom. I wonder. I've never worked drive-through, and I wonder if you're yeah. like how many times you're surprised at who's who when they. Play. Of all the jobs I've had, I've never worked uh, fast food. That's crazy. I was always scared of it. But yeah, she was a delight. And we all we all had a happier night because of it. We all, <laughs> we all joined together. And the Lyft driver, who got a burger with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, that's, that's a nice gesture, by the way. First of all, tip your Lyft driver, assholes. Uh, you would be amazed. Right. I'm right here, Dave. You, and uh, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I forget that it doesn't come. Like, sometimes it just goes to the email. <laughs> Like, I don't go on the app, because I was using Uber before, and I heard Uber's terrible. Right? Are they terrible? They're like I, bad. I, I, they're I keep bad hearing that. To, I, I, I read one thing, and I based my whole opinion about yeah, it. Yeah. I keep hearing that. Why I believe in my God. point is, A, tip your Lyft driver. You'd be surprised. 96% of people do not tip. And I the, get it. The whole thing was founded around you didn't have to tip. The Uber is that. The Lyft, there's a thing right there when you're closing out that says, you know, gives you an option to tip. First of all, it's my car, my gas, I'm driving. You tip the person at the sandwich shop or the whatever. Like, maybe tip the guy whose life is in your hands for 12 minutes. If like, you're coming throw from... Throw him a buck or two. If I, if I had one of the Starbursts, I'd tip you. <laughs> my point was, uh, not to pat myself on the back, not only did I tip my Lyft driver that night, I bought him a burrito. Yeah. Lyft driver takes you through Del Taco, get him a burrito. You bought him a burger, and that's because I was the one who said, like, we're going to get him the burger. Yeah, but you were already said you were buying the Del Taco, I, so I threw you under the bus. That's so that's what, no, I've done that before, though. <laughs> I, I've, 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 I've if I don't make a guy go through the drive-thru, yeah, I'm going to be like, man, get what you want. I understand it's a dick move to make you go through the drive-thru, please. Don't go get a combo meal or something. Get, like, one item. We'll fucking get uh, a drink and the, the little French toast dippers. <laughs> Those are called French toast dippers. Are we? Uh, well, but yeah, this is what you can expect from from the boogie. <laughs> but Monster. like, we'll have it. Real, we'll, it'll be more together. No, but we're we're just gonna talk about all kinds of crazy stuff, man. So, and I need this outlet because yeah. like all my friends, all I do is talk about new X Man or this or that. I don't, I'm not. You know, that's fine for you. Talk about that new X Man. I, I want to talk about barbecue and Bigfoot. You know, Jeff, the new X Man. I haven't seen. I, my my roommate the other day just thought I was a leper because I haven't seen any of the X Men. Well, I don't. Give I've a never shit. seen an episode of Game I of Thrones. I don't give a shit about it. I just don't. I don't. Either. I'm sure they're great. I don't. You know what? I, you know what my thing is. Like, I usually like I'm not seeing that because it's stupid. But now I'm just like, oh, I don't have to not. I don't have to shit on it. I yeah. just don't have to not yeah. want to see it, and that's okay. Yeah. As much as somebody wants to see it. It's okay for me to not want to see it. Yeah. If you want to get in my face because I haven't seen Star Wars or something, then I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. But otherwise, like, hey, man, you like that stuff? Cool. Yeah. Glad you're... I haven't even been to the movies in four months. Yeah. So. Although I was tempted the other day to just go in and just get the popcorn and leave. That's a power move I've yet to do. 
So you just, just tell the guy, like, hey, I'm not, I don't want to buy tickets. I so think you want to start using that phrase, power moves, yeah. a little less than you say. It's a real show of strength. Just getting popcorn from the movies. Just overpaying for the shittiest snack. Oh, man. And then walking out. I like movie theater popcorn. Another power move. Go to the buffet. Go to Golden Corral. Just get dessert. Oh, yeah. I've already eaten lunch. Gangster. I'm just here for the dessert. Now you're talking about throwing your money around. Yeah, just me and you sitting in the back like we're having a mafia meeting. Just munching on gummy bears. Just, you're just a scratch-off winner. We're going to meet at Golden Corral, but we're not. No, I don't eat. I just pay. I just pay to have my meetings there. Oh, man. Because it's incognito. Because nobody else is like, you know what? No other Hollywood players at Golden Corral. That's true. You can discuss your top secret script (laughs) over there. (laughs) But yeah, this is what it's going to be, right? Boogie Man, Boogie Monster. Uh, We're going to talk about ghosts. We're going to talk about creatures. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff. Maybe maybe touch on some true crimes. Some curiosities. Yeah, some curiosities. Curiosities with guests coming up, and then we'll do the Marin 15 at the beginning, which <laughs> is just the bullshit you can fast forward through. It's just me and you sorting out our week. Um, all right, I think that's it. Cal Canane, Dave Stone, the Boogie Monster. Oh. <laughs>